Hello, and on today's show, it's a blocky fat man. Kojima is making moves. What's up with that Star Trek trailer? And in latest news... Star Wars! What? Star, Star, Star Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars. This is episode 10 of the Geek 30 Happy Hour. Star Wars. to another episode of the Geek 30 Happy Hour, where we drink a toast to all the geeky things we're passionate about. Today is December 19th, 2015. My name is Alex, and of course I'm joined by Jojo. Hello, hello. How are you doing today? I am freaking fantastic. <laughs> Still it's, running off a uh, kind of Star Wars high from the yeah, weekend. Yeah, and you know what? Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. All right, just, just to give you guys some perspective on how today's show is going to be run, we're going to do the typical thing where we go through the beer that we're drinking, the um, some of the news articles kind of coming out. Um, but afterwards, we're going to be getting into um, a, a topic that I'm sure you guys are all kind of expecting, the new Star Wars movie. It's going to be filled with spoilers, filled with discussion on the new movie. So just be prepared for that. If you guys um, need to tune out, I will give you guys enough of a heads up. You'll have 10 seconds to turn off the podcast um, before we start um, unloading. So, <laughs> And then you can pick it up whenever you watch yes. the movie. And uh, I think that's a, speaking of Star Wars. Speaking of Star Wars, it's a great a great opportunity to introduce wow. our guest. Fantastic segue. You know, I, I'm full of it. Yeah, I'm great. Um, Jeff well, Blau. Yeah, I think anybody who knows me and knows us is not going to be surprised that this is the episode that I decided to, to join you guys for. It's, uh, it's wonderful. This it, wasn't an accident. This is intentional. I, I think. I, I think Jeff. So Jeff Blau joins us today. Um, Jeff is a fellow podcaster. Um, we all used to work together. Uh, I think one of the first things that Jeff and I realized we had in common was our love of Star Wars. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, if you guys see the hat that Jeff is wearing today, <laughs> it is a Star Wars hat. Yes. With uh, Can you describe what's on the front of your hat, Jeff? Well, it, it's, the, it's a logo split in half, so on the left half of it has the Rebel Alliance slash Resistance, okay. and on the right half it has the New Order logo. So that's cool. It, I got it at GameStop when I went to go pick up Fallout 4. Um, <laughs> they had it sitting there. I'm like, how much is that hat? 15 bucks. I'm like, that is $15 well spent. Yes. Yeah, that's, <laughs> a, it's a, it. that's a slick looking hat. Dude, I, might take go, my money. I might have to go get me that. <laughs> that, that that's exactly it. <laughs> my ginger ass. Just <laughs> shut up and take my credits. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, it was an easy purchase. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, it's, I've been doing uh, podcasting for a while. I had a podcast that lasted for about four or five years called 8-Bit Radio. I don't really do it anymore, but if you want to catch any of the older episodes, if you want to hear what we add, it's very similar to the show, actually. Um, it is www.8bitradio, and 8 is spelled out, E-I-G-H-T. Yep, um, just like 30 when you're, you're <laughs> Just like when you're emailing, exactly. Yeah, yeah so go check out his stuff, guys. Um, he and, and that whole team have a lot of fun, and um, we're very pleased to have Jeff on the show. He's somebody that we've wanted to have on for a while, but... He refused until Star Wars came out. <laughs> I'm also a good school in, in Virginia Tech in Blacksburg. I, I say refused very lightly. <laughs> <laughs> I will not be on your Star Wars show. I need to talk about you on a podcast forum. <laughs> and we love you more for it. <laughs> yes. Well, guys, um, we uh, Jeff and I went out and got a nice little beverage. So let's talk about what we're drinking today. Oh, hello, Geek Study. It's beer time. 
Today's beer is brought to you by Star Wars. Star Wars. Brought to you by Star Wars, Jojo. It's it's now brought to you by Star Wars. Yes, whatever it, whatever it was brought to you by before, it's not anymore. It is it is a Star Wars not anymore. situation, yes. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> Jeff and I ran out before uh before the show started. Um this was actually recommended by Omar. Um Omar, thank you for the recommendation. Thank you, sir. This is um by Aslan Beer Company. This is a company out here in the DC metro area. You know, we were um we're recording from an area called Centerville, which is just uh, outside the D.C. area. Um, this is a, a brewery that's located in Herndon. Um, highly recommend you guys check these um, check these folks out. It's it's uh, golly, they've been open for three months, is what they said. Oh, is that right? Brand new. Three, months. three months. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, shout out to those guys. Uh, they have a really cool little operation happening. Um, and I want to uh, share with you guys this cool beer that we have. Uh, it's called Deceiver with Mexican Hot Chocolate. So they have a Deceiver Imperial Stout, and then they have a couple variations on top of it. They have a coffee stout version of it. And then this one that they just actually released today, Mexican Hot Chocolate. And, um, well, let's cheers to this. JoJo, we're going to talk about Jeff has another drink, but let's cheers, cheers to this well, real quick. I, I picked up the Aslan Root Beer, yes, um, which they brew on site as well, so I'll be... Mm. Yeah, and that's uh, that's a dark looking root beer. That's like that's tasty. Yeah, it's, oh, wow. It, God, this is so good. That is very good. It it literally tastes like hot chocolate, and you can taste little hints of like you know the, the chili, the spices, and, yeah. and, and the and the cinnamon. Um, great during this time of year. But it's it's full bodied like hot chocolate. It's it's not just like a beer which is usually like crisp or light, whatever. It's yeah. like a full. It's like you're drinking well cold chocolate because it's you know a yes. cold beverage yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like drinking liquid chocolate. I tried some at the brewery uh, when you were tasting doing the tasting for it, and I feel like that's a, it's almost like a dessert beer. Like it, it, yeah, it, it is like yeah. because it has that that uh, bitterness to it from the the very hoppiness of it being an imperial stout. Um, you could pair it with like a dessert or even like a like a rich like uh, meal. This, this is definitely a meal beer. This definitely. isn't something you want to sit oh, down yeah. and drink a bunch of. <laughs> this is like I'm gonna have this with a meal and then I'll go move to something lighter later on. Yeah. Right. Because uh, this is this. I guarantee this is probably packed with. Some <laughs> it's good. You should it's, turn this into a car bomb then. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think that would be really good. Take some um some uh, Bailey's and, uh, uh, and put it in, yeah this would be a perfect great idea well I'm saying just it's so full that I don't yeah. know if you'll actually make it through the whole shot <laughs> that's, that's a good point though too you, know, you just do half the pint just like in a regular car bomb that's true yeah that's, yeah. so guys check this place out especially if you're local um, we have a lot of local listeners um, aslinbeer.com aslin is spelled A-S-L-I-N beer.com uh, we, we're doing a lot to try to support some of these um, local breweries I just came up with an idea. You can make it into a Mexican cartel car bomb. You take the half <laughs> pint of that. You take ha- like a like a dark tequila, like a like a uh, an ajo, like an ajo. Yeah, and then you put Bailey. You still put Bailey's in there, and you split that in there. You drop it. I bet you that's fantastic. I dig it. So I'm going <laughs> to have this brewery after this, and I'm picking up a growler of three. <laughs> I got tequila at home. You gotta tell me how it is. Tell me if it's worth it. If I, if I made it, if I made a good decision, because I, I mean, I'm, I'm not, a, I'm not a bartender by any sense of words. Hell, I don't even drink most of the time. But I feel like I, it just came. It, it just popped was in there. Really, this has to happen. 
Um, I might actually FaceTime you for this one. <laughs> I, I, by all means. Hey, hell, I'm here till like after a uh, little bit after the, the New Year's. Right. I'll, I'll just come by. There, there we go. go. We're gonna turn into a whole drinking party, guys. You're all welcome. <laughs> We're all over at JoJo's. We'll get uh, completely slammed. We'll go watch uh, 3D IMAX uh, Laser <laughs> with the Smithsonian Uvar Hazy. Oh uh, yeah, of Star yeah, that, Wars. Yeah, that IMAX is a laser IMAX. It's a laser, one of the first in the country in the world. Jeez. Yeah, which is awesome. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah, and uh, and Jeff's drinking their root beer, and they've got a, a good root beer. I'm going to try some of that later. And I mean, sure. not to sidetrack, but you're watching it in 70 millimeter tonight again, yes. aren't you? Yeah, uh, so in DC yeah. at the Smithsonian. Yeah. I can't. We're gonna so we're gonna jealous. definitely get into some Star Wars later, guys. Right. Uh, Jeff is a is a connoisseur. <laughs> I, I like I like to think that I'm a I'm a I'm a Star Wars aficionado. <laughs> and you know what? Let's say to get us into that section of the show, let's start the news. So did you guys hear about that game called uh, Falling Out uh, number Fell four? Out. Falling, falling, of the, uh, falling of the Out number uh, four. Uh, Fall Out Boy? Am I hurting your feelings uh, right now, Jeff? It hurts my heart. <laughs> <laughs> put, put so much time in that goddamn game. Okay, well, hold on. Put this into perspective for people. How much time have you put into that game so far? Um, More than I put into my finals. <laughs> which... Oh. Sad. I probably I've put in over sixty hours. Sixty oh, wow. hours. Wow. All right. I know people who have put way more than I have. Right. Because yep. I had to, I had to put time in my finals. Yep. So now, um, what is your? Okay. So oh, how did you? I guess. So showing you my ba- my background. Oh, I love <laughs> it. You have, you have, oh, yeah. I have Rebel a background. background. Jeff was showing me his his background on his phone. It's the Rebel Alliance symbol. I have the Rebel Alliance symbol on mine. Um, do you see that, Je- uh, Jojo? Yeah. See? Rebel Alliance. What does Jojo have? Uh, something orange. Tiles. Oh, Jojo has... <laughs> hey, you guys know about orange and Jojo? That's a, that's a thing on his background. So, sorry, yeah. I'm completely... I'm completely derailed. Do you really ever... Just be prepared. That's what I do. <laughs> no, we do plenty of that, too. That's um, awesome. So there's this article uh, on GameSpot that I found that I thought was really cool. I, I specifically wanted to bring this up because Jeff's here, and I know of his love of Fallout 4. As you guys know, I love Fallout 4. Jojo doesn't know what Fallout 4 is. No. It breaks my heart. There's, I know there's a band that sings, it's called, you know. Yeah, they're, they're called Fallout 4. <laughs> it's, it's called, Ma- you should, let me rephrase it. It's Mad Max the video game. Oh, there you go. The good Mad Max the video game. <laughs> there is a Mad Max video game, and it's complete shite. But this, this is good. Okay. <laughs> That's good to know. Yeah, and the, uh, the game is You should really, play really f- good. 3 first because it's in this area. So That's you true. can actually go okay, into yeah. the... The the uh, the metro the subway as they call it uh-huh. and it, you can see that the ceiling looks like the the ceiling in the metro like when you're in DC. It's oh pretty, wow, it's pretty cool. Well, there you go. Yeah. The studio that makes it is in Rockville, Bethesda yeah. Studio. Yeah. Bethesda, Bethesda Softworks. <laughs> Didn't you go visit them at one point? No, no, I've I visited Bioware, Bioware. in Bioware. Austin. That's, yeah. yeah, okay, yeah, that's awesome. I, I visited um and, and Mythic, Mythic also. Yeah, yeah. We, we knew that. Yeah, uh, Paul Barnett. Yep. Yeah, that's yeah. Awesome. He's actually. Uh, now they're since Mythic closed down, he's become the digital content manager for EA. Yeah, I follow, really I followed cool. some of the stuff he's been doing on you know on Facebook and stuff. It's it's cool. So, mm-hmm. um, but in this article that I found on Gamespot, they've got somebody built a uh, the, the Fat Man out of Legos. Um, explain to people what the Fat Man is. Jeff. It's basically like a slingshot with out of like hydraulic like actuators that shoot a mini nuclear weapon at your enemies. It's like a little tiny, like football sized 
nuclear warhead that you literally just slingshot at people and it makes this little nuclear explosion. The best part about the side, the what the these mini nukes, as they're called, is that some of the super mutants in the game run at you, suiciders, with them as they're holding it. And if they blow you up, you get the achievement called touchdown. They look kind of like a football. I was about to say they run at you almost like like a football player would be, you know, who's like yes, who's like running the ball down the field. And um, one of my favorite things is um, is the Fallout mod where it's a John Cena mod. You know about that? Yes. <laughs> where like you fling it, and, and then uh, the the missile's flying in the air, and then it lands and it goes John Cena. Boop, boop, boop. Yeah. <laughs> John Cena, and, John Cena. When, yeah, when you're when you're throwing it and, and it lands and you maybe like throw four or five at a time, it's like John, 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 John Cena. <laughs> it's so great. Now, is that are the mods only on PC or are they also available on Xbox? They are eventually going to be available on Xbox. Right now, they are not. Okay. They said after the new year, it should be probably within quarter one is when they're expecting mods to be available. So what they're going to do is they're going to take. Most of the pop- most popular mods and uh-huh. then port them over to Xbox One because the porting process going from PC to Xbox One is not difficult because right. they're using an x86 chip. Right. Um, same with the PS4. They said the PS4 is going to be available, but it's going to be sometime later next year. Okay. So the, the mods will be available for PS4 as well, just not right out the box. Okay. Um, but mods will be coming to Xbox One first, and you'll see you know them. They'll have a screening process. No licensed content. That's anything that has a trademark. They're not going to port over. Okay. Um, oh, so no John Cena for me. Yeah, no John Cena for <laughs> that. Damn it. Yeah. That's. I mean, that's the advantage of having a PC is that you're going to get stuff that you like the David Ortiz mod. Right. Where like because it's built. It's made. Uh, Jesus. It's based in Boston. So the they made a skin because you can get a baseball uniform. Uh, so the main city. Diamond City. Spoiler alert. <laughs> give you, no, this is just a spoiler-driven show. The uh, diamond. You find a city called Diamond City. It's actually Fenway Park. Okay, um, it's so cool. Yeah, it's really it's, it's, so it's really awesome. Cool. Um, but you can get a baseball uniform, so they modded that to actually be the real Boston uniform. So it says David Ortiz has his number. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. it's awesome. it's really well done. Yeah. Um, great game. And guys, listening, like if you if you guys want a really good RPG, this is a great RPG. Um, and I'll post the video of uh, of this uh, weapon that's built. It, it looks like what would be a life-size Fat Man. Um, something else that's worth mentioning. This is such a dick move. They they filled the, the um, little mini nuke that it shoots out with clear Legos. <laughs> so the idea is that you throw it in somebody's path as they're walking... And then you know how your kid just like leaves Legos everywhere and you don't realize that you haven't picked one up yet and you step on it and then you're screaming? You've literally sliced your foot open with Legos. (laughs) You spent, you know, 200 pounds of human on top of a Lego that doesn't go anywhere. (laughs) I'd rather walk on hot coals. Yeah, that stuff sucks. But we'll post this in the show notes. Um, (laughs) Check it out because it's pretty funny. And um, in other news... Uh, Hideo Kojima. I don't know if you guys have heard about this. I mean, this is this is somewhat I don't know old news, depending on how closely you follow video game news. Um, he's the guy kind of behind. Well, kind of behind. He is the guy behind the whole Metal Gear series, one of the most critically acclaimed series ever. And um, I still need to pick up uh, the the Phantom Pain. Phantom Pain, right? Yes. Um, so I need to pick that up still because I heard nothing but good things about it. But he left uh, Konami, which. 
uh, he, he was working for That's development. That's not surprising at all. Yeah. <laughs> at well, all. <laughs> the, the life grip that Konami had on him. Um, so th- there's a, an article on Polygon. Um, it says, Metal Gear series creator Hideo Kojima has officially moved on from Konami um, and has uh, started a new independent studio. Kojima's new studio has a familiar name, Kojima Productions. <laughs> and that's, of course, Kojima, his other, that, that was the name of, like, his subsector of yeah. Konami. Yeah. yeah. Right? Uh, so the new Kojima pro- uh, Productions' first title will be a franchise and a PlayStation 4 console exclusive, according to a joint announcement with Sony Computer Entertainment. Kojima announced his uh, new post-Konami endeavor in a video game, uh, or in a vid- video posted to the official PlayStation YouTube channel, and we'll post all this um, information for you guys in the show notes. It's an interesting move. I mean, it still shows um, Kojima still has such t- close ties um, you know, with uh, with Konami or with Sony and such, um, so that's that's really um, it, no surprise to me. Right, right. It's it's good that um, he's moving on. I always loved the Middle Gear Solid series, um, even though I've not been the biggest PlayStation fan for a long time. I think I mentioned that a couple uh, episodes ago. Um, the original Metal Gear Solid and uh, I think two as well. I have music on playlists from that. Um, a lot of the stuff that happened in there was phenomenal. I still remember it on the original Nintendo. Yeah. I'm not a big uh, Kojima fanboy. Actually, I'm not a fan of Metal Gear Solid at all. Um, I don't really dig on the stealth games, but I can respect Kojima as an artist. Right. I understand how he's been very influential and impactful in the gaming industry. He's been very um, unhappy at, at Konami for right. several uh, several years now. They've made his life very almost miserable. Right. Um. And him leaving is is really not a surprise at all. I think he's going to be happier working on having the reins to be able to do whatever he wants instead of having to forcefully do what Konami wants him to do. Right. Um, I think this is a good move for him. I'm I always I'm upset when they make a console exclusive on any platform. Right. Yeah. Um, just because it it closes the doors on on people who want to play games. Um, hopefully. It's a timed exclusive, and they'll eventually open it up to at least PC. Um, and you know, it's 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 interesting. I read somewhere that the that the age of of uh, exclusives has kind of come to an end. Like mm-hmm. you know, we're really not seeing as much of it now. I mean, you still got stuff like Halo. Um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, what is it? Uncharted. Uncharted. Kill Zone. I don't even know if that's yeah, still a Kill series. Zones. Crackdown. Yeah. yeah, Crackdown. But you see it. It's a lot of the third. The 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 first party studios exactly that's yes. so a lot of the for those who are uninitiated um the console producers microsoft sony and nintendo um have their own in-house developers so you look at sony they have naughty dog um uh, sucker punch and a few others they've yeah. actually invested in and naughty dog is or you know the folks that did the last of us they did uncharted, um, uncharted you know really big names like that da- uh, jack and daxter Yes, yes. Yeah. right. Um, and then you have Microsoft, of course, you, you have 343, used which to be Bungie. You, yeah, but Bungie now went on to, went to do Destiny, which is multi-platform. Yeah, because uh, they, they went to Activision. Yeah. Um, but you, you'll see that um, a lot of these studios will stick to a console, like uh, Remedy is another one with right. Microsoft. Um, Isn't Rare th- with them? Exclusively, or I don't I know if they're so. still exclusive or not. They might be. Okay. I, I'm not 100 percent sure, but they do it so that they can. They know that they have a sustained sales, and they have the 
the ability to make a game on one platform so they don't have to make it cross-platform so they can make it the best and the most powerful on that specific platform. Right. They don't have to worry about any other platform. So I can understand why a developer might want to do that just to, for cohesiveness sake. Right. But there's a lot of gamers, especially look at Tomb Raider. Right. Yeah. Um, Rise of the Tomb Raider was an Xbox exclusive and it really pushed a lot of people away because the original Tomb Raider that came out, or I shouldn't say original, but the re- the new reboot. Right, right. Um, Which is a fantastic game. Absolutely fantastic. Great game. And so and so is Rise of the Tomb Raider. I haven't apparently. played it yet. Right. It, yeah. It's gotten very good reviews, but they pushed, they turned a lot of people away because it was an Xbox exclusive and a majority of the fan, of the gamer base right now are on PlayStation 4. It's right. just, they won the marketing battle and so you have a large majority and they, these console companies think that these exclusive games are going to swing the tide. And I think it does actually the opposite. It pushes them away from the platform because it's like, well, I guess you guys can't do what you want to do because you have to get an exclusive game and then make it in and hold on to it. Like, like you're clutching on it for dear life. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I understand that Nintendo is a different, uh, beast from the other two because yeah. it has the, uh, the, the game pad and whatnot, but Microsoft and PlayStation 4. Well, there's also, I feel like there's a lot, I'm sorry to cut you off. There, there's, yeah. but there's a lot of, um, just titles like Mario uh-huh. and Zelda. Right. And they, I mean, Nintendo has such a plethora of titles under their belt right. just to begin with that, that just you know that, that brings of, that over, but yeah. I mean they're they're different uh, structure altogether, and I know they're they're going to announce an NX uh, mm-hmm. hopefully uh, soon. But uh, Sony PlayStation Four and Microsoft Xbox One are identical architectures aside from the numbers game. Uh, Sony has yeah. a stronger processor and faster RAM, yeah. but otherwise they are identical architecture. And I can't talk. Try to get architecture. Architecture. And so if you build something for Xbox, it can go over to PlayStation 4 with minimal effort yeah. at all. Yeah. So I don't know why the exclusivity thing is it's such a big you know deal. I, mean, I understand, like, again, Halo makes sense on Microsoft. Um, Uncharted makes sense on PlayStation. But that's, like, the one game or here or there, whatever. A lot of the third parties should be making m- multi-platform games. Yeah, it's I, just business. That's what Yeah, yeah I think. And I, I think Hideo Kojima, you know, with the start of this business, I mean, this is a new business for him. And maybe he sees this as a really... A benefit to um, you know ensuring his business is successful as it's first starting out, and he knows he's going to get the right type of uh, support as mm-hmm. he moves forward with solely Sony, right? right? Uh, maybe that's something to be said. Uh, so, you know, it's interesting. I'm very interested though to see what this new game is. I, I love everything he puts out. Right. So, um, but next up in the news, this new Star Trek trailer came out. I want to know what people thought about it. Uh, let us know. Hit us up on Twitter, at Geek30. Spell out the word 30. Um, or email us, geek30podcast at gmail.com. Um, I want to hear what you guys thought about it, because Simon Pegg, the guy who wrote the movie, didn't really love the trailer. Right. Did you guys hear about that? Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, so, and if you guys see the trailer, it's, it's very action-packed. Very action-packed. A little silly at times. Um, but Simon Pegg's issue was that, uh, as he says, uh, there's a lot more to it than that, according to this article that's on IGN that I'll post in the show notes. Um, so I wanted to bring that up to you guys and see what you guys thought about it. Well, I didn't particularly like the trailer, but I understand that trailers aren't meant to show the entire movie. It's meant to entice a certain type of audience. Yep. But I feel like the trailer that it pushed out wasn't the type of audience that's going to go see Star Trek. So I think that's maybe what they were trying to do is pull 
people who wouldn't normally go see it to right. bullet. A broader audience. I think I saw the Galileo in the background, dr- like drift racing. It was like pulling e brake. <laughs> I was like, what? Like yo, dog. Yeah. <laughs> dirt bikes. And like, I don't understand. The dirt bike thing is really what yeah, makes doesn't me make off. any sense at all. Like I don't know. Okay. I, I, I will go see this movie no matter what. Like, they really don't... You know, it's like what we said earlier. Shut up and take my money. Yeah. (laughs) Same thing with Star Wars. They didn't have to show anything except the Star Wars logo and you would have gone see it, you know? Totally. So, with this trailer, um, it felt a little silly to me. Uh, You know, guys out there who are listening, like, form your own opinion on this. Let us know your thoughts. If we're totally blowing this out of proportion, let us know. Um, We're more than happy to receive that feedback. But to me, it felt like it, it wasn't very serious and that it doesn't capture sort of the human elements that we tend to see in some of these movies that they make. Well, they, they push envelopes on, like, science and politics yeah. and sort of, like, gray areas. You know, what's ethically correct, what's ethically wrong. You right. get a lot of that in Star Trek, and you've got some great acting, like Benedict Cumberbatch, Zachary Quinto, you know, a bunch oh, of different people yeah. doing such amazing things. And you get this trailer that's kind of, you know, bro-ish, <laughs> you know, Pacific Rim, and, you know, kind of like, well, this is going to be a blockbuster. It's like, this isn't... A blockbuster is going to be a film. This is going to be something that's going to be beautiful and well done and polished. What? Why would you show it this way? Well, I felt that way since the, they rebooted Star Trek. Is that it really has turned away from the original, like, vision that Gene Roddenberry had back in the '60s, right? Of this utopian society that's trying to deal with expanding into the into the the universe or the galaxy, and like, it just seemed. Like completely just turned into an action movie. Yeah, right. Like even J.J. Abrams himself said when he first directed it, it was that he's a Star Wars fan. He's not a Star Trek fan, and so you see elements of what were Star Trek or Star Wars elements in Star Trek, like yeah. with the first one and, in, and into darkness. There's there's right. such a difference in the tone between these movies and what you actually get in the TV shows, especially like watching the Next Generation. Um, there's <laughs> You get a lot of that exploration, the political side of it, like you were talking about, JoJo. Like with, you know, they're exploring new worlds that nobody's seen. What is what is it that... The boldly go. The boldly go where no <laughs> person... person no gone. person, because yeah. they, they changed that. No right. one. Where no, no one, where yeah, no one has gone before. before because, you know, women can go explore things too. Then, yes. You know? They can. Yeah. They can? Are you sure? Yeah. Deanna, <laughs> can you go explore things? She didn't answer. So I don't know. She might not be able to. It's kind of quiet on that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, this this movie, I'm I'm still gonna see it no matter what. But I yeah. thought that that was an interesting perspective. Even um, what's his name? The director was it? What's the guy's Justin Lin? Justin Lin. You know, you know him from um, the Fast and the Furiouses. One through seventeen. One through no, they made the eighteenth movie. <laughs> they made the eighteenth. Okay. Yeah, it just came out. Was that with the Rock? He was another picture. You no, know, trying to yeah. Button his Did they have another again. Paul Walker tribute again. <laughs> yeah, Paul Walker came back again in CGI. <laughs> <laughs> too soon, too soon. Rest in peace, Paul Walker. His, his brother, Nothing but mad respect. Yeah. Apparently, his brother looks like him, and they CG'd his face on his brother. Uh, <laughs> that that whole technology is crazy. I was reading some stuff on that. It's like that's freaking. It was actually the Michael Jackson hologram. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Jackson hologram started in the movie. Tupac, the Tupac hologram too. Make a cameo. He he played Vin Diesel's character. Vin Diesel couldn't make it to this right. newest movie. He was too busy grabbing his pants, you know. <laughs> For some reason, Vin Diesel, all he said throughout the entire movie was, I am Groot. I don't understand. <laughs> Wrong movie, Jeff. Wrong movie. Oh, oh. oh my bad. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, did you guys see who's um, who's going to be the, the, he's going to be in the new Guardians of the Galaxy movie? Um, Is he? Is it confirmed? Yeah, it was a Kurt Russell. Hold on. Kurt Russell, right? Yeah, it was supposed to be, uh, they're talking about him being the Star, father. 
Yeah, Star-Lord's dad. Yeah. Oh, snap. That's cool. I can't wait for that new movie. I, the Guardians of the Galaxy is one of my favorite Marvel movies, yeah. personally. I, yeah, I it was a fantastic it. movie. It was really well done. Well, I, it was more of a sci-fi movie than it was a comic book movie. Right. I think that's why yeah. people were so refreshed by it, is that, wow, yeah. I came expecting one thing. Like, the trailer made it look like it was going to be awful. Yeah. And I was like, that was really good. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. <laughs> that's, that's a movie I could pretty much watch any day and, and really enjoy it all well, the time. Well, it's not like you grew up on, you know, DC Comics and Batman and whatnot, and one day you get Adam West on your TV. <laughs> you know? if, I, if I had saw that as a kid, I probably would have been a fan of that instead of Star Wars, right. to be honest. Really? That, that was... Had that much of an impact it on It felt you. like Star Wars to me. Like, it had right. that... I could that, say that. that. That aspect to it. Right. Yeah. You know, Star-Lord was such a, like... Cock shoot. He was Han Solo and yeah. Skywalker in one. <laughs> yeah, there was a there was a definitely it's so cocky. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, there was definitely a skill of epicness in there as well. It was something yeah. always bigger than what was going on. And, yeah. and Batista's from Sterling. There we go. <laughs> Is he? Yeah, I didn't know that. I had no idea. <laughs> well, you know, it went over his head. It won't. It couldn't go over his head because his reflexes are too fast. He he'd catch it. Ah, uh, true. <laughs> Uh, and uh, speaking of Star Wars, I'm giving everybody here listening to this podcast 10 seconds to turn this off Ten until seconds. you start hearing uh, a lot of spoilers about Episode 7. Spoiler alert. Snape, uh, Snape kills Dumbledore. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Too soon. Bruce Willis was dead the whole time. Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's no! father. No. What? All right, Frankenstein so is the monster. Count it down, JoJo. 10, 9, 8, 7, 7? Seven. Yeah, seven below seven, seven is six. Seven. Four. <laughs> three. <laughs> two. One. Han Solo died. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> you just, just out of the gate. Guns are blazing. Guns are blazing. You couldn't even tell him that Kylo <laughs> Ren is his son. You just came up with Han Solo you died. It had to happen. They've been trying to yeah. kill him since Empire Strikes Back. But they or uh, they were going to kill him in Empire Strikes Back. Ford, Harrison, Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford's been wanting it for a long yeah, time. Yeah. I, I didn't like, know the rest of them wanted to. Well, that him and Lucas had talked about killing him, and Casden. Yeah. Convince him to keep him, yeah. yeah, because they wanted to make him more of a, a motivation into Return of the Jedi. Okay, um, to bridge the story. Okay, so, so um, sorry, I had to get that off my chest, guys. <laughs> I was, I was very I'm sorry, what sad. Happened Solo? I was very sad, but <laughs> I felt like it was a wonderful way to send him off. I couldn't have. I honestly, God, I can't think of a better way to do that. To when that Chewbacca screams that yell <laughs> of rage, you're just like, man, Chewbacca. It was a throwback to like Empire when he got frozen in carbonite, like oh, something, yeah. you know. Well, yeah. he, he, you got to think of the motivation of behind yeah. Chewbacca. He's he's serving a life debt to Han Solo, yeah, because Han Solo saved his life. To a Wookiee, that's like the greatest of honors yeah. to give someone a life debt, and the fact that Kylo Ren kills him, basically like dishonors his life debt right like that's he wasn't able to fulfill it because of of the man's son right so just this rage this this and then you I mean come on they're best friends yeah, yeah. yeah. you're more than best friends when you yeah. think of when you think Partners of best friends yeah. yeah. when you think of people as best friends you think of peas and carrots you think of Han and Chewie. Yeah. Han and Chewie. <laughs> There's, that's, you, you probably have thought of your best friend as like, you, like you and Ryan are probably what? Han and Chewie, yeah, right? Ryan Han, and Chewie. Han and Leia had kids together, and you still don't think Han and Chewie. You don't think Han and Leia. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. He still exactly. ended up with Chewie. Yeah. Even, even with like. But uh, you it's know, a federal life partner. <laughs> but, the, but the cool, but the cool, um, the, the cool repetition that happened there um, with the, the, the scream that you see, Ray and Finn, who were fantastic. 
John oh, Boyega, Daisy those Ridley, characters are awesome. made. So but, see, I saw only the teaser, and I thought John Boyega's character was kind of silly because again he was in a stormtrooper. I didn't see much of yeah. him, obviously, but I saw. I thought it was kind of silly just the way everything kind of went out. And when I saw him in a movie, I was just floored. Yeah, I was just, so, such a great performance. And, and when and when they and when they saw what happened to Han, um, that that scream it's it's the same scream that Luke had when he saw Obi Wan die. It's the yeah. same scream that Obi Wan had when he saw Qui Gon die. Right. Yeah. It's that it, it's so real. Yes, and it's that passing of the torch right. of like sensei to student, you know what I mean? It's you, you, cool. You knew it was going to happen though. There yes, had totally. to be someone he because had, that's so, part of the hero's jury. Yeah. Yes. That's uh, the yeah. I think the issue I had was he had it was almost a um uh, who did the Avengers? Who directed the Avengers? Joss Whedon. It was a Joss Whedon move. You, they showed too much Han Solo in that movie. That's yeah. what happened. Yeah. I, I, so oh, the more you saw okay. Han Solo, yeah. it's like something's got to happen. You know. Yeah. So I, I kind of knew <laughs> they showed yeah. too much of him. Well, okay. You know, now, <laughs> now that we've kind of talked about that, and um, you know, you guys listening obviously don't care to be spoiled. Um, <laughs> and I wanted to see. Jojo and I went first of all Jojo and I went to go see the movie together yes um, we holding had hands great, yeah, we I'm have sorry great, Deanna yeah. I'm not sorry Deanna <laughs> I, I'm, Jojo, Jojo was holding one hand Deanna held the other I kept trying to swat her hand <laughs> no no we bought we bought um, the the uh, 3D glasses yes we bought all four of them we both um, bought all four of yeah. them <laughs> I gave I gave I, I had the Kylo Ren glasses on Deanna had the BBA glasses on and my parents came with us I gave them each uh, stormtrooper. Fa- my mom wanted Captain Phasma. Captain Phasma my yeah. dad uh, got the stormtrooper one because that's all that was left. <laughs> <laughs> Captain <Jo-> Plasma. <laughs> yeah, my dad. My dad got calling her Captain Plasma, and I was like, "Dad, you're killing me! You're killing me! You don't even care." Um, Jojo, what did you think about the movie? I um. So I, again, going into this with the expanded universe knowledge, it was nice to that they changed a lot of things. The uh, expanded universe doesn't, I guess, exist anymore. They loosely followed some of the dots in there, but they yeah. didn't follow it verbatim. And this is um, why I wanted to I wanted Jojo to talk about this because kind of the the um, the callback to the um, expanded universe yeah. um, is really interesting in how they approached the writing of this movie and some of the, the symmetry there. Is right. Like, so there there were things that were similar. There were things that were different. It definitely felt like a Star Wars movie to me. I was happy. It had the feel. It wasn't a digital recording. It was a film recording. Yep. You know, it had the, the look. It had the feel. Um, it had the action. Um, I feel, I think the only thing that kind of saddened me was it didn't have the epic skill. Like, there was always something bigger going on. Kind of like, you know, we just talked about Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Or in A, a New Hope with the Death Star. You find out it, it can do this. Or, you know, um, they had the big old aerial battle in uh, Episode 3. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things always going on. And this one, it, it's felt almost kind of compartmentalized. Like, it kind of felt encapsulated um, in, in that aspect. Aside from that, everything else, I mean, there's so much... Like, BB-8 is adorable. I, You know, you have, you have one of these characters in every single trilogy. Yeah. I mean, it was pretty much R2-D2 in the first. Um, Six. And in the first, yeah, well. But then, but then yeah. you know, what they tried to do with Jar Jar Binks in episode one, yeah. and then you got BB-8. Exactly. Um, but, I mean, BB-8 was fantastic. The uh, groups like uh, Ray. um... Poe Dameron's character. I feel like he could have had a little more screen time, but I'm glad they, they did it the way they did. I, Sorry, honestly. my phone went off. Hold on. <laughs> keep going. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> You're going to be that guy yeah, in, the, in the podcast. It's because um, of me, isn't it? I'm number one in it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I love the feel. I love the pacing. I love the movie. Um, it never it never got boring. I, I love the fact that they were able to kind of get a, a, a classic kind of sense of humor to it. 
Um, a yeah. lot of things. So with the prequel trilogies, one of the biggest issues I had was they would stop the tone to make a joke. Uh, they would just kill the, the the flow just to make a joke. Yeah. And this one, the the humor was fluid without with everything yes. that went through there. Like, so it didn't stop. Well, that everything. just shows you the the difference of writing between Kasdan and Lucas. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Look, look at Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Right. Both written by Larry Kasdan. Right. With help from Lucas. Yeah. The first A New Hope. Look at the dialogue. The dialogue isn't that good in no, A New Hope. Not at all. It's very like. So Lady Gaga, simple <laughs> song, simple. you know, yeah, very, very simple. Yeah, but A New Hope is great because it follows exactly the the formula of the hero's journey. Yes, and it didn't really matter. The actors did such a good go- job. Alec Guinness just knocked it out of the park. Oh yeah, and and and, and Harrison Ford, which was able to support the rest of the cast, who yeah. might not have been experienced. And it's so interesting because if you really think back to um to uh, the New Hope, A New Hope, it, the beginning of that movie is really slow. Oh yeah, yeah, really slow, no. but. The fact that it follows that simple formula of the hero's journey um, makes it a really interesting and engaging story. Still, the, the, no matter I think, what, I think that's why I had a tough time with a new uh, of the Force Awakens. Yeah, not that I disliked the movie; I thought it was great, but I feel like it was too fast. It was too yeah, quick. Right. It jumped from action to action to action. There was no time to breathe. The few times that there were. There was no real explanation, like when when the when and the that's light- a typical JJ move, by the way. Yeah, yeah. that is. A there's, there's no expedi- exposition. There's, yeah. there's no build up of the whole world. Yeah. Like when the, they there's found assumption. when they found Luke's uh, lightsaber, and she was like, "Here you go," and they're like, "How did you get that?" Oh, that's a story for another time. It's like, no, that's a story for now. I want to know how they fuck they got that lightsaber yeah, yeah. from fucking it, Bespin. Like, how did it fell down the fucking pit? Like, did some janitor just pick up those? Like, oh, you know, you know what I was expecting. You know what I was expecting is like Lando to come around and be like, "Hello, <laughs> well, what have we here? Well, well, what have we here? Oh, you're my son, Finn. Yeah, yeah, pull it around full the, circle. Yeah, that's the that's you're my the, effing I, son. I, I, oh, oh, I really. See? <laughs> I really hope that they don't turn around and say that because, like, there's more than one black person in the galaxy. Right? There's gotta <laughs> be. There's gotta be. Like, if the, I heard so many people talking about how he was Lando, so I was like, guys, be more open minded than that. <laughs> exactly. Come on. Well, the other thing, I mean, with the original uh, trilogy, is that there was like one black guy. <laughs> you know, yeah, so true. I'm kind of glad but, well. That... <sighs> no, well, okay. <laughs> no, okay. Being dressed in black is not being black. Well, there, there was um, there was the uh, what's a Nubian? <laughs> Shut the fuck up! <laughs> that was oh, that was no. my chasing Amy reference right. for those who have not seen it. If you haven't, just watch the first five minutes of the film. It's gold. Well, the, the whole Kevin Smith was it five six movies. The the, uh, the uh, all rats chasing the Amy. Universe. Yeah. Universe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, those were fantastic movies, and then. He went off and did other things. <laughs> um, no, I, I like the fact that he brought him as a as a main player, and he was fantastic. Yeah. Um, Just, so, I I I was so impressed with John Boyega's performance, right. Daisy Ridley's performance, Adam Driver. I mean, <laughs> Kylo Ren, honest to God, yeah. right now is my favorite character in the entire Star Wars universe. Well, we had talked about uh, such a complex. Jeff, I think made the best statement about that. He was. He did Vader better than Vader. Like yes, that's what I yes. wanted from 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 well, Aiden Christensen for Vader. Th- this this whiny like yeah, just yes. nothing goes his way. He's a victim like, of everything. And, he yeah. just want to take responsibility for everything. Right. Everybody's somebody else's fault. You see, you see, no. you see true fear um, in in Kylo Ren. What is it? Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. And you see all of those uh, transitions of emotion. Um, in Kylo Ren 
in like Adam Driver's performance. He's it's powerful, wonderful. but he's still learning. He can't yes. control everything yet. The rivalry so between him and General Hux yeah. is really awesome yeah. too, because that's pushing like b- like b- Adam or Kylo Ren to even do more evil shit. Yeah, which right. is the whole point. That's when, why Snoke is doing it. When right. he threw a temper tantrum <laughs> on that console, <laughs> I I was like, oh my god, and this guy's insane. With the it's comedy great. that they did, they, they never stopped anything. They showed two so Oh yeah, like, yeah. No, we're going this way again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, no, I was talking about when that one guy walked up to him and said, um, uh, "She, the droid escaped with a girl." And then he turns around and just goes yeah. buck wild. He's, all, he's he's literally like, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get cut down. Holy shit! This, this is it. This right. is, I'm done. Yeah, this is it's, it's kind of a throwback goes, to Admiral Piet at that yeah, point. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but like the dude in the console when 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 he ch- when he force chokes out fucking Admiral Ozel, <laughs> he's sitting there and there's a guy at the computer and, and he's, looking, he's looking at the computer. Fucking Vader chokes him, falls down. The guy looks up, looks behind him, looks down, looks back at the screen, and then goes back to his computer. Like, <laughs> like, uh, uh, I, don't, I don't even want to know what's going on, man. That's exactly what it felt like when those yeah. two stormtroopers are like, yeah. nope, go no, the other yeah. way. We've got other things to do. <laughs> oh, and let's also talk about the cameos. Tremendous yeah. amount of cameos. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I heard uh, when the movie was being made that Daniel Craig was in the movie. Yeah. Did you guys hear about where he is in that movie? Yes. Did you hear about it, JoJo? No. So Again, I, I avoided all. Remember, remember how Ray was shackled and was talking to a stormtrooper, doing the force on the stormtrooper. Yeah, that was Daniel Craig. Are you serious? That was freaking <laughs> Daniel Craig. I can't wait to watch it tonight to hear it and, and know that that's and Daniel Craig. I, well, I, I swear because you know I, I I heard about how he was in the movie in some kind of form. They didn't talk about how he was, but I was keeping an eye out for it. Like yeah. mentally, I've been waiting for this. And then when that stormtrooper started talking, and I. I thought, oh my god, that sounds like him. Yeah. And then Deanna sent me the article. I was like, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. I did. I did was no I, clue. I didn't, I didn't know because again, I avoided all Star Wars like the plague for the last. And now you can tell me whatever you want about Star Wars. I've seen it, but yeah. <laughs> now you, know. you can watch the trailers and see if you would have been uh, exactly. Uh, I, need to go, I need to go through that. And, yeah. yeah. So, did you guys know Bill Hader was one of the contributors to the voice of BB-8? I did not. Yeah, I know he's been doing a lot of voices as of recently. I didn't realize it, it was that big that he got into Star he Wars. He just, I, I imagine him walking to a vocal studio, voice studio, and they're like, just make noises. <laughs> just like lightsaber. And, like, and then they ended up, you know, turning it and like wow, changing wow, the, wow, yeah, wow. Yeah. That's cool. I like that. Yeah. yeah. That's really and then cool. Simon Pegg was in it. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that either. Yep. He I didn't played know that. one of the aliens. Oh, okay. um, he was in some kind of alien costume. I still don't know which alien it is. If you guys know, <coughs> excuse me. Wow. And you're that was yummy. I felt better yeah. after that. <laughs> Sorry. I'm, talk, I'm talking too much. I'm drinking one. beer all at the same time. <laughs> it's some chocolate. <laughs> yeah. If you, if you guys know and you're listening, send us an email. I, I want to know which one Simon Pegg is. Um, Geek30podcast at gmail.com. Uh, but they that, put a compressor on the Millennium Falcon. Who does that? Yeah, <laughs> that's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, I bypassed the compressor. Well, yeah, they, no, they bypassed it, you know. But <laughs> Ray, Ray tugged it out of that. Thing. Ray was my favorite character in the movie. Okay, <laughs> that, that, this was going to be my next question. So, yeah. who is your favorite character? Even though I feel like they kind of Mary Sue her a bit, which okay. if you're not familiar, Mary Sue is like a concept for like characters from like the 1970s. When there was a large feminist movement and almost every feminist character was like, could basically do everything that that anyone could ever do in their life. They because were feminism. They which were is okay. Feminism <laughs> yeah. is good. There, there's also a similar concept for guys called the Gary Sue, which is basically the same thing. It's that the guy, the inexperienced uh, young person comes and just is, it blows everything out of the water. Yeah. So you think about it, she kind of was married to, but 
that still didn't turn me off from the fact that she still was like the most developed character in the film. She was the most, um, I feel her and Finn were the most identifiable. And, and the they mo- had awesome chemistry. Oh, they? God. oh they, they, they worked so well together. Oh, when she picked up the lightsaber, I geeked. Oh, <laughs> I nerded. I'm like, yes, finally. That strong female character we've all been waiting yeah. for. She is the shit. She's exactly what, what we need now yeah. for a, a strong female character. It's yes. coming way too late, but JJ knocked it out of the park yeah. with her. Her right. casting is perfect. She's gorgeous. She's, ve- she's very talented. Right. She's yeah. young, and she'll be able to do this forever. Uh, well, the, the fact that she's a human first and a feminist, you know, it's not that kind of deal. It's, it's not that about she's a, a character, you know? It's not about her being a feminist. Yeah, well, yeah, being, but, a fe- it's the fact that it's a real, re- a realistic portrayal of a strong woman. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, even just, with the Mary Sue elements, she right. still was more realistic than, than when you were talking about how you were geeking out. When that happened, you know, I was all, I was kind of giddy too, but I heard my mom two seats down going. <laughs> I love your mom. Your mom is the best. She was awesome. Your mom is so cool. The movie experience was better because of her yeah. and your dad. I hope you guys heard that. She was clapping. I, I, I was just, I, I, I loved how they portrayed I'm friends her. with your mom on Facebook. That's yeah. how awesome your mom is. <laughs> well, my mom's pretty great. I love her. Um, Jojo, who is your favorite character in that whole thing? Um, I so I love BB-8. <laughs> Billy, that's your favorite. But I wouldn't say he's my favorite. He's very close second. I don't know. He's no R two D two. He's not. He's not R two D two. But he motes better, which is but why I like know, him. Here, if we if we were to get a new um a new uh, generation of R two D two, I'm very happy with that. Right. right I'm, fair I'm enough. Very happy with with. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. I um. I I prefer Jarja. Wow! Wow! Out. We're done here. Out. Okay, on the next episode, <laughs> we're cut the next episode, we, we try to find where we buried Jeff's body. You know, in the uh, the both the end of um, the first movie, well, the prequel uh, episode one and the end of episode six, they burn the person <laughs> on a bed. Yeah, that's going to happen to Jeff here momentarily. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jedi funeral power. Exactly. Um, I'll come back as a force ghost and haunt your ass. <laughs> I love <laughs> I love Finn's uh, humanity. I, I love that you know he's trained his whole life to be this ruthless um, stormtrooper, right? Yeah. And um, he he awakens and he has like a sense of humor. He doesn't know what's going on, but he kind of wants to help. But he kind of wants to run away, and he he's kind of like all over the place. I mean, again, all the characters have a lot of depth, which is amazing, and they have real flaws. Like Finn is a coward. Right, he, you know, he's like exactly. yeah, he's he, like he he didn't do anything when they were shooting civilians. He just sat right. there. He he runs away from everything. He yeah. does have. Flashes of courage, like helping Poe Dameron, Dameron get out of jail. Right, but still, he was like a kind of cowardly. About exactly. It. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it was. It, there was a lot of great characters. I love um, Finn and Poe's exchanges the most. I love yeah. him and Ray, fantastically. Yeah. But him and Poe, I think it's gonna be. They're kind of bros. Yeah, right? it's, yeah. it's gonna be amazing. It's but fun. I want to say Finn is, is my favorite yeah. character right now. Uh, like I said, Kylo Ren's my favorite. I think that they did a really good job in the way that they. They showed him experiencing all aspects of the dark side coming from the light side. Obviously, he was even, trained even under when Luke he didn't have a mask. Uh, when, when he had a mask on, you can yeah. still see him emotional. Like yeah. his body language is amazing. And that dude's gonna yeah. have a crazy scar in the next movie. Yeah, yeah. all. I mean, space. Anakin had one. Yeah, <laughs> so. and uh, and he's Anakin's grandson. Yeah, um, a lot of symmetry there. How awesome did Luke Skywalker look? Yes. <laughs> He's only in the film for 15 <laughs> seconds. But when he turns around, pulls his cloak off, and he's got that long hair and those 
badass looking Jedi robes. <laughs> I just wanted to be like, yeah, why does he have to stop here? Why do I have to wait no, 18 a, months for another Star that, Wars? He didn't have to say a damn thing. That was brilliant. Don't get me wrong. I was geeking out over that, but at the same time, they empired that ending. Oh. They, they, they oh. opened that ending. And the, the first Kill episodes me. have always been kind of like a wrap-up. They both had like a celebration at the end or his, something. His metal hand. Yeah, yeah so exactly. Cool. <laughs> oh. Oh. I, and so, maybe you know this, because I've forgotten. At Pouring one more point, beer. Pouring more beer. Right. Um, at one point, uh, Luke had a realistic hand at the end of Empire, yeah. didn't yeah. he? Yeah. When did it go robotic again? Remember he gets started Jedi. Remember it started Jedi. He gets it gets cut by uh, or he gets blasted. With oh, the that's fight, right. And he okay. Has to put the black glove over because you can see the metallic under. Okay, uh, that's yeah. I forgot. Judge and I were talking about. That's what I thought, but we wanted to confirm with you. Yeah, because okay. Jeff is a connoisseur. Well, yes. <laughs> have you ever seen uh, the Family Guy Star Wars episodes? When he yeah. gets the yeah, uh, t- test it on a carrot, carrot first, otherwise you'll rip your dick off. <laughs> <laughs> when he, Every time I see that metal hand now, it's the first thing that comes to my mind. I'm a horrible person, but damn, that's really funny. But, I mean, you talked about when he found the lightsaber, and it's like, how did she Ray get to this lightsaber? But you see the family guy, and he's got like his hand in, in the pocket. It's like, have you seen a hand? No. <laughs> I was they in did tears. A, they I, did a good job yeah. in Family Guy. I, I'm also. not always the biggest fan of Family Guy, but that was that was fantastic. Yeah. That was a great execution. Um, you know, they, they did a lot of fan service in this film uh, with a lot of callbacks, a lot of drawbacks to the original um, trilogy. I think one of my favorite things, uh, two of my favorite things, but my very favorite thing was when they were trying to repair the ship and Daisy Ridley's character was was down, like trying to fix everything and, and pops up and goes, it has a bad motivator. <laughs> <laughs> and, and for you guys listening, if you watch episode four, um, and R2-D2 and C-3PO are caught by that, you know, that big barge that, you know, the sand carrying the sandcrawler. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, they, uh, Uncle Owen chooses the C-3PO and the R7 unit. Right. R5 or R7? R7? It's R5, I believe. Might be an R5. Okay, it's, it's, R5. The, it's the red astromech. Yeah. And then he, he ends up coming along and then all of a sudden he blows up and, and, and Luke Pur- goes... The, the droid purposely does that. Yes, I know. I know. <laughs> uh, that's canon now. J- I just know. thought I'd let you guys know. Yeah. yeah. But, so, I mean, canon also, he goes to help the rebellion in some other aspect too. Yeah. Yeah, so this this red droid blows up and Luke looks at it and goes, it has a bad motivator. <laughs> and he's so whiny about it. It's got a bad motivator. <laughs> Luke, that's the whole point of Luke is Luke goes from being this whiny little farm boy and then you start becoming endeared to him as he starts learning from 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 Obi-Wan and then he still kind of gets whiny in Empire and then he learns from Yoda and eventually become turns around and actually becomes this stoic hero right just like Obi-Wan you know yeah yeah which is cool but he he has elements of of things that the original Jedi didn't because he he understands the power of love and compassion in right. a way that doesn't bring about attachment. But because I want to go to Tashi Station. Because <laughs> the, the Republic became very much... So you had the Sith that went very passionate and the uh, Republic that went very... No, no emotions at all. Yeah. We, we, we don't have emotions in anything. So right. there was two extremes on this. Well, in, in, in kind the... Of a, in the, the legends, yeah, <laughs> not, not, not the expanded universe anymore. <laughs> the, the legends, aka yeah. EU, um, Luke jet modifies the Jedi codes. So the Jedi code for those who are who are unaware, I will. There is no emotion. There is peace. There is no ignorance. There is knowledge. There is no passion. There is serenity. There is no chaos. There is harmony. There is no death. There is the Force. So Luke expands that and changes it because uh, emotion yet peace, ignorance yet knowledge. Passion, yet serenity. Chaos, yet harmony. Death, yet the Force. Yeah. 
So the gray Jedi. Well, the gray Jedi are stupid. <laughs> and, uh, and, and the, the dark Jedi. The, and the, 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 in Star Wars, things are black and white. It's yeah. black and white. There's the light side and the dark side. There's no real gray area. Like, if you're a gray area, you're not forced using character. Yeah. All right? You're like Han Solo or you're like Boba Fett. You, you're, you walk that line. The moment you're force sensitive, you have to pick. You just said Boba Fett, and that brings me to episode seven again. Because oh, my bad. Cap- no, 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 it's, it's perfect. That's I'm glad you said that because that's exactly what happened to Captain Phasma's character. I felt like she was built up really well yeah. and got the Boba Fett treatment, where she has probably a great lord as to why she's there, but nothing explained. Now she's throwing a trash yeah. compactor. I, I'm pretty sure she's <laughs> she's coming back. Right, exactly. But yeah. nothing is explained about her. She, yeah, really yeah, she was yeah. very good. No, she so was fantastic. What but. were the other? I mean, for you guys, uh, JoJo, you first. Who? What were some of your favorite callbacks um, from the original trilogy, some of the fan service that they did? It was not necessarily characters, but things being in character. Okay. Um, so when Han hasn't seen Leia and however long they haven't seen her, c 3 goes right in between them. Hi, you, must, you don't remember me. I'm c 3 <laughs> You probably didn't recognize me because of my red arm. Like, he, he's so, you know, blind to what's going on. Like, the bigger picture here is like, oh, oh I'm between the two of you. I'm sorry, <laughs> you know? Anthony Daniels nailed it. <laughs> nailed it. Oh, my God. Great. I mean, so it, to me, it wasn't necessarily always that they put a character in to bring it back. It was the context in which they brought it back. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Jeff? Um, I, that was a good point. Uh, anytime that they say I have a bad feeling about this, <laughs> that's just, you, it's not a Star Wars movie if they don't say yeah. it. Yeah. Like, that's in every film. Yeah. Uh, it, it just, it ties it together. It's the iconic. I'm glad that they still put the force in there with, like, with Leia when, um, Leia, Leia, Leia. What was that? <laughs> There's a lot of When she felt when Han died. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what I want to say. So there, there was still, like, a presence there. And so yeah. it, it's a great throwback yeah, to that. Yeah, force sensitive. Yeah. 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 That was one of the cool things in one of the DLCs for The Force Unleashed was that you could play if Luke had had gotten uh had died v- Vader had killed him. Yeah. Um and uh or no, excuse me, Star Killer ends up killing Star him. Star Killer, yeah. yeah. And so by the way, I love the Star Killer reference and yeah, Star Killer <laughs> base. <laughs> love that reference. Well, the right. references originally was that was Luke's real it was his name mm-hmm. in the original story and right. they changed it to Skywalker. Yeah. Um yeah, Star Killer's a little aggressive. For you know, just t- just yeah. but I mean, in the in the expanded or the legends, he yeah. actually bested both Vader and Palpatine before killing himself. Right? I don't. I don't know the original story. Because uh, I, I think his end was he. Um, he, he was bested- also supposed to be like thirty or forty, and like yeah. like Han Solo was supposed to be a weird alien, and Chewbacca was supposed to look like the guy from Rebels, the the Zeb. That's yeah, I still um, haven't seen the Lasat is that good? race is actually based off the character concepts of Ralph uh, McQuarrie uh, oh, of a Wookiee of a Wookiee. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. interesting. That Rebels, if you if you can check yeah. it out, cool show. Is it good? Fantastic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it people is, listening, like if you guys want to watch some really cool content, the the Clone Wars is a great series. But Rebels, this new series that Disney put out since they bought because uh, they, the they rights, brought back Ashoka, didn't they? Yes. Yes. Awesome. Spoiler. So. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, if you, point, if you don't know that, if, 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 if you don't know that character yet, then it's, it's not a big. Yeah. Um, and also, the character, the Mandalorian girl in there, Sabine, is supposed uh-huh. to be in Rogue One. Oh wow! Yeah, I heard about that. So that should um, be. So favorite parts, favorite part of the movie, your favorite moment in that movie, and we'll and we'll wrap it up. But your favorite point in that movie, JoJo. Uh, I'm not going to admit that I was in tears, but when the uh, the opening crawl started, 
I might have been in tears. Okay, I, you know, I, honestly, it's funny that you say that. Because um, Ryan, who you, people listening, if you guys have heard the show, you heard Ryan in the Not Your Father's Your Beer episode. Um, Ryan texted me that day. He goes, um, at what point are you going to start crying? And I said, I'm already crying. Um, but I actually did not tear up at all through that movie. Jo- I didn't Jeff, tear. Did you- I think I got a little misty eyed when Han died. Yeah. I I think my favorite part. I think I mentioned it before was when Ray picked up the lightsaber and started fighting. Okay. Kylo right. Ren. Yeah. Just the fact that you that was the moment the music hit. Yeah. And, and it just I every part of me was like yes 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 you're fucking awesome like I, I'm I'm such a Ray fanboy now yeah. yeah she's so good I I think my favorite part um. It's hard, right? It's it's really really hard. I I would say the the part where it sounds terrible, but when, like when Han died, I mean there was so much there was so much that developed in the story at that point that it really um, it it brought a lot home for me. Yeah. Because you see that torch being passed off, you see the the sheer emotion that it brought out in Chewbacca. First of all, that was super right. Like that was hard to deal with. <clears throat> Excuse me, and. Um, Ray and Finn, their reaction to the whole thing. Uh, and also, it sets into motion the idea of, like, what's going to happen in the next two movies when Kylo Ren, or Ben, you know, realizes Not that... Jason. Yeah, well, <laughs> that, that Ben realizes that, you know, he made this huge mistake. Right. You know? It's um, going to hit him, and then his, he's going to see his mother. I think Leia will be the one that, could, that will turn him. Right. Yeah. But I think she's such a... Because she, she's so powerful in the Force... Yet she doesn't really call on it. Yeah, I think that it it overtly works through her, like subtly. Right. Or I shouldn't say subtly, overtly subtly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it works subtly through her, so that people don't even know that she's she doesn't even know she's using it. Right. And I think that's why she's been such a a, a great politician when in in the original trilogy. Right. Um, you can tell that there's going to be a, a moment where she finally sees him, and. So, something's gonna happen to her, and he's gonna he's gonna immediately protect her. Like or, Snoke is gonna do something to 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 provoke, right? And then Kylo's gonna be like, "No, that's my mom." But like, I, I feel like yeah, I feel like it has to go in that direction because with the exhibition, with the what little exhibition they gave us, but the exhibition they gave us was that he was training with Luke when I mean, he went to the bad side, yeah. so he might not associate Luke in the best of lights right now. Yeah, you know. But so, he, he, but his mother, yeah, like just even Freudian, you you have that that urge to protect your mother exactly and, and that i think that's going to be a key element going into the later films i feel like she's going to be pivotal in either kylo ren's fall completely right. or his redemption yeah, which i hope I, is that what they're, they're i i, I want to see a kylo ren redemption by the episode nine but with episode eight coming out in two years as opposed to three hey, i mean no complaints here um do we expect to see luke skywalker survive this next movie I think he'll survive this one. I think he'll die in the th- in in episode nine. You think? Yeah. I I know he's going to die by the end of it. I'm I'm still torn on whether or not he's going to die this next epi- episode or not. I don't think they're going to kill off kill him off in subsequent the kill two major characters in subsequent films. Because I also think that Leia is going to die at some point. I don't think so. I think she's. You don't? Gonna, I think in the she's going to be the old lady at the end. Like I feel like she's going to be the one that tells the tale of. Of of the Skywalker line, like I, okay. I who runs the restaurant for thousands of years and has lightsabers stored in it. <laughs> like Kylo yeah. will either will either save or redeem or save his mother, or Luke will protect Leia. 
Like, right. Like, though that she really doesn't need protecting because she's a badass. Yeah. Even as, even now. Like, yeah. But see, um, they, they so with uh, the original uh, trilogy, Obi Wan um, let himself be killed as a motivation for Luke to go forward. I th- I don't think Finn's gonna make it out. Oh yeah. I think Finn will end up getting iced by the end. Oh wow. I think okay. I think Finn will end up dying for Ray or Pe- or Poe. Okay. You think? That, yeah. Mm. I think, yeah. Interesting so. thought. I, I yeah, I, I don't know. Guys and you know, as you've been listening to this conversation, let us know your all's thoughts because this was a great movie. I, I told these guys, you know, Jeff's still you you're saying episode five is still your favorite. No, episode four is my favorite. Episode favorite. Okay, okay, okay. Episode, episode favorite is his four, uh, yeah. yes. <laughs> episode right. favorite is his my, four. My list Dexia got the best one. <laughs> so Episode four is your. What about yours? Um, I'm torn between four and five. Five okay. usually is what I d- uh, default to. Okay. Uh, but I love four because four to me, without everything else, is one full solid story. Yeah, yeah. you know, you can, you can pull it out of it, and it's only one of the of the whole movie trilogy. Right. that it sits by itself and it doesn't need any of the other movies. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, I do want to point out real quick. This is random fact, but this okay. is the second time they haven't shown Tatooine in a movie. The only other time was Empire. Tatooine has been in every movie except for Empire and yeah. now Force Awakens. Everybody thought Jakku was going to be Tatooine, but, but it's Jakku. It's, yeah. yeah, it's Jakku. Um, my this, I, I, maybe I'm in the honeymoon phase, but this is my favorite Star Wars movie yet. I think. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I mean, it, it had everything that I wanted in a Star Wars. If movie. I give it like three or four more or hundred, because I've seen the other ones a hundred times. Already, so, you it, it, but you know what? I, I think I'm different in the way that I like all the unanswered questions, right. and that I'm I'm very excited to see what the next two episodes bring but you know we'll have to wait a couple of years see, and the answer uh, questions and is what pissed me off about Halo 2 <laughs> you know so. I, have a, I have a feeling that t- uh, episode 8 uh-huh. is going to be the is the it's going to be the best of the of the, of the you think trilogy. it's going there's going to be a lot of cool stuff I might, that I might be the weird one but I always like the middle ones for whatever reason I can't oh, yeah. best and I like, is my favorite I like this one. um Attack of the Clones more than what, I like Revenge of the Sith. Oh, really? <laughs> you know what? If we're talking about some expanded universe that doesn't exist oh, okay, anymore. Okay. So, Legends. See, Revenge of the Sith is my favorite. Actually. I like yeah. the, the Clone Wars. Is that the cartoon you're talking the car- about? The cartoon is fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's better amazing. than any of the prequel movies, I'll tell you that. Um, but guys, I would love to hear your all's thoughts. Uh, you know, Email us, geek30podcast at gmail.com. Um, I think that's a great place for us to end it. Uh, we love the movie. We hope you guys did too. Uh, but let us know your thoughts. JoJo, where can people reach us? So we just dropped the email. Um, we also have a Twitter handle, Geek30, which is spelled out. You can find us on Facebook, uh, Geek30 Podcast. And you can also find us on YouTube, uh, Geek30 Podcast. Now, we're working on that one uh, to get our name out there. Uh, mm-hmm. You just have to put in uh, on the search bar for YouTube, Geek30 Podcast, and it'll uh uh, P30 Happy Hour on YouTube, yep, yep. and it'll pull us up. And just a reminder, guys, we're, we're launching this cool new project. We're calling it The Lost Levels. Um, it's going to be us playing some some video games. And um, Jojo and I have already uh, recorded some cool content of us <laughs> basically just really sucking at Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. <laughs> um, no, that, no, that's not the name of a drink. That's like the name of a video game. It could be a drink. Game. I mean, yeah. we already got the Mexican cartel that we network <laughs> on, so... And, uh, but, uh, Jeff, um, where can people see your all your whole so stuff? I, I, all I, your stuff. Well, you can... I'm on Twitter. It's at the Jedi Revan, R-E-V-A-N. I don't know um, if you guys knew, but he likes Star Wars. I'm a big a little bit. <laughs> yeah, if there had been a Revan reference, I may this might have been my favorite Star Wars. Movie. <laughs> uh, I probably would have taken my pants off at that point too. Um, you didn't? I did. Uh, the, the kid next to me was really creeped out by. Oh, okay. Um, 
I got th- my old podcast, 8-Bit Radio. That's www8 bitradio 8 is spelled out. Um, I'm also on another podcast from time to time called Not Dead Yet. That's notdeadyetradio.com. Um, my buddy Ryan, who I used to do my old podcast with, is on that show as well. I'm on there probably once every couple months. So um, that's not mo- geeky. It's more of like a like shot jock type stuff. Okay. But um, it's fun. It's it's entertaining. It's very, very blue, if you know it, dirty, <laughs> bad language, cuss words. So be prepared. <laughs> It's probably explicit. For, yeah, yeah, it's explicit <laughs> and misogynistic. So I would keep the ladies away from it. Perfect. They probably aren't gonna like it. I'm gonna listen to it on the way to Perfect. get more beer. Yeah. There you go. Uh, so if you guys enjoyed Jeff, we we love Jeff. To thank death. you so much for being on the show. Oh, yeah, thank guys, you so thank much. you for your wisdom. I've been dying to podcast in in a nerdy setting for so long <laughs> that I'm probably gonna start podcasting again at school. If I do, I'll definitely let you guys know. Yeah, man. Yeah, we'll, we'll be on the drive. It. Yeah. Yeah. Heck gonna yeah. Stop my statin anyways, right? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> and uh, so a special thanks to Jamie. Sweetland for all the awesome production and all the great sounds and stuff that you guys hear. And the stuff you don't hear because sometimes we make mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, thank you to Aslan uh, Brewer, uh, Beer. Well, it's just Aslan Beer. It's not brewery. It's Aslan Beer. Um, Aslan Beer Company. Yep. Aslan Beer Company. Uh, for the awesome beer, we had a great time drinking this stuff today. And thank you to you guys for listening. We would appreciate it if you guys would give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Um, we're going to be on Google Play soon, as soon as that service goes live. We don't have a specific date yet, but we are working on it. Yep. Um, and until then, we will see you next time. May the force be with you. Always. Have a great night. See ya! See ya!